Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, December 22nd. Happy holidays, everyone. <clears throat> want to welcome you guys to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you have a question or a comment, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. You could always uh, leave us a message on our Facebook page, that's Beauty Talk Online, um, <clears throat> or you can send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to get your questions and comments on the air. Thank you for those who are listening um, via the phone lines. I see some of you guys um, tuning in, and for those of you who are listening online, we want to say thank you. For those of you who will listen via the playback Thank you so very much for your support as well. Um, I want to bring Denise on so she could greet you guys as well. Good evening, everyone, and uh, once again, welcome to uh, tonight's show. Um, sit back. We won't hold you long, but just sit back and um, check out our beauty news uh, tonight and a couple of uh, some quick little topic um, topics that we have to discuss tonight. Um, again, it won't be a super, super long show, but just um, sit back and hang out with us tonight. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to jump to a com- quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back. And um, 
since it's typically Denise normally gives the beauty news, I'll let her start off with whatever she may have tonight. Okay. Um, first of all, congratulations is going out to Danessa Myrick of Danessa Myrick Beauty. Um, her products just recently launched in all Morphe, Morphe stores across the country. Um, so we want to say congratulations um, to her uh, for launching her products in, in that store. I believe that's her very first uh, retail store where she's got a full um, her full collection um, of products. So congratulations to Danessa. I know she was uh, very happy to make that announcement. So again, very um, very excited for her and her brand, Vanessa Myrick's Beauty. And if you are a hairstylist or a salon, um, earn more money doing what you love. Expand your business network and resources to better serve your natural hair clientele. Become a part of the largest professional association established for hair care professionals serving the needs of naturally curly and tightly coiled hair. You can enjoy free access to, um, to the pro events. Uh, you can get discounts from business enhancing tools and services, and you can get the support that you need to grow your business. Again, this is for hair care uh, professionals serving the needs of naturally curly and tightly coiled um, hair. And for more information, it's the ANHC Professional Membership, and you can right now you can receive 25% off um, membership costs. Um, you can use the discount code POSTCARDMANIA. Again, the discount code POSTCARDMANIA, and the offer expires in 90 days. Um, but to join, you can call, if you're here in the States, you can call 678-459-5212. And the website is anhcpro.org. Again, it's anhcpro.org. And moving right along, tickets are still on sale now for ISSE. It's the International Salon and Spa Expo. It's uh, put on by uh, the Professional Beauty Association, or PBA, as we like to call it. Takes place January 25th through the 27th um, in Long Beach, California. Again, it's Saturday, January 25th through the 27th in Long Beach, California. And you can experience um, all the education that you can imagine um, at a trade show. There will be also main stage inspiration where there will be speakers on the main stage. Uh, top brands will be there uh, to vend their products. Um, the ticket pricing, PBA members can save. Um, if you're not a PBA member, you can join today to get preferred pricing. You can join by going to probeauty.org forward slash join. Again, to join pro, uh, the Professional Beauty Association, you can go to probeauty.org forward slash join. And the membership to PBA is it's really inexpensive. It's like $50 for two years, I believe it is. Um, very inexpensive, but tons of benefits. Um, let's see, your your ticket is valid for all three days of the show. Um, for Just for the ISSC, for the show itself, members uh, pay $40. But if you're not a member, you pay $80. Um, for the Naha VIP, uh, event members pay $140. If you are not a member, you pay $190. Uh, for Naha GA, members pay $80. Um, Non-members pay $90. Okay. For event packages, um, it's, it's for the ISSC show plus Naha GA. Members pay $108. Non-members pay $153. And for ISSC plus Naha VIP. Members pay $162. Non-members pay $243. Okay, so there are some benefits to being a member. And again, like I said, membership fees are only like $50 for two years. So that $50 will take you a long way when it comes to the ticket prices. And you can also um, book your hotel for the event as well. And they have some um, ISSC exclusive hotel pricing uh, with the following hotels. Hyatt Regency Long Beach. Renaissance Long Beach, Western Long Beach, and Hilton Long Beach. 
Okay, so again, that's the Hyatt Regency Long Beach, Renaissance Long Beach, Western Long Beach, and Hilton Long Beach. And there you can enjoy um, exclusive hotel pricing at those particular hotels. Um, and then, of course, the, you know, the hotel fees are paid by, um, paid by members themselves. And again, for more information on the show, you can go to probeauty.org forward slash ISSE. But I do want to give you um, a little information on some of the main stage inspiration that will be there. Um, you can be inspired. You can learn new techniques and ways to push your creativity. Uh, some of the speakers who will be there will be Ch- Chelsea James and Presley Poe um, for their Unplugged Raw and Live. And then you have Kathy Salerno for the Picture Perfect Bride, Christopher Benson for Creation, uh, Sherry Pettenbrink for Timeless Beauty, and then Redkin Inspires with Sam Villa. Um, so, again, that's the main stage inspiration. And then we have uh, education for hair color, hair cutting, hair styling and finishing, barbering, makeup and lashes, skin care and waxing nails, business and social media, and then some specialty classes. And listed under those specialty classes is uh, Sarah Simon Vance and her uh, lighting for makeup. And then we have uh, Lindsay Guzman with Ella, um, with Ella Academy, Ella B Academy. And then we have uh, Yanae Damtu, and I'm not sure exactly what she does, but she's listed as a specialty as well. Under business and social media, there's uh, Nina Kovner and Passion Square. If you follow Nina, then you know all about Nina and all of the advice that she offers on social media. You also have Daniel Mason Jones and Kristen Rankin. And Kristen is with the Dress Code Project. For nails, there's Cassandra Clark. Okay, and then for skincare and waxing, there's Lori Creech, Nick Townsend, and Lori Nestor. And for makeup and lashes, very familiar name and face, Michael DeVellis with the Powder Group. Susani Lubers with Integrity Lash, and then Jordan Liberty. And barbering, you have Colin Anthony, Wanza Poole, and Craig McLaurin, as well as uh, Maddie Conrad. Then for hairstyling and finishing, uh, Todd Tunnell and Joy LaRosa. You have uh, Danielle Kiesling and Ergo, Shannon King with Ergo Styling Tools. For hair cutting, DJ Muldoon, Nick Arroyo, Naja Aziz. And then for hair color, there's Candy Shaw, uh, Gina Bianca and Jay Ladner, as well as Elizabeth Bay and Cassandra Platinum. So that's... Um, a list of some of the people that would be there. But, again, for a full lineup, please go to probeauty.org forward slash I-S-S-E. Nice. And also, um, let, me give make... you really, let me give you really quickly, really quickly, let me just give you this phone number because there's a phone number if you um, find it easier than going online to join. Again, it was probeauty.org forward slash join. But you can also call 480 480- Four five five three four six zero. Again, it's four eight zero four five five three four six zero. Okay, I just want to uh, <clears throat> quickly mention that, um, and I, it's something I talked about um, several times before: the FICA tax tip credit for beauty industry um, members. Um, there's a big urge for beauty industry members to send a message to Congress um, to support this particular bill. And the number of the bill is S.2634. Again, the number for the bill is S, as in Sam, .2634. And what this legislation will do is um, provide a dollar-for-dollar tax credit on the employer's share of FICA taxes paid on employee tip income. Salon owners and employees definitely need to pay attention uh, to this. Um, It will also allow salon owners to reinvest funding into their salons for training, education, and the hiring of additional staff. It promotes tax fairness. Um, It will modernize tax filing requirements for employers to reduce the risk of IRS audits. 
simplify the information reporting rules for salon professionals in a non-employer work um, arrangements to improve compliance. Um, what they're encouraging you to do is go out. You can go to uh, the Pro Beauty um, website, actually, and find, I think it's, I can give you an, I'll, I'll give you guys the direct link um, when I find it, but you can go out on the Pro Beauty site and um, look for the FICA tax credit for beauty industry members, and you can actually get started right there online. Um, you just go in and you enter your contact information, and then a, pre, a pre-written letter will appear, and then you can send that letter as written, or you can make changes uh, to it yourself. If you want to go ahead and make some changes to the letter or even create your own letter, you're free to do that. But there is a pre-written letter already out there um, on the Pro Beauty uh, Association's website. Um, But you send them this letter or you can also, uh, I think there's a, a phone icon out there where you can click that and you can, it'll lead you directly to um, the number to call them. You know, you'll be, actually, you'll be attached through, the, through to listen to talking points as well and be connected to your Congress uh, person's office. So they say that uh, phone calls are very effective, and it only takes just a few minutes of your time. So if you would prefer, you can do the phone call route. It's faster, they say, and it's more effective than doing a letter. But, again, if you want to do a letter, there is a pre-written letter on the Professional Beauty Association's page. Again, this FICA tax credit uh, bill is very important, and they're asking beauty industry members to get out there and support it. And, again, that legislation number, or the bill number, rather, is S.2634. So you know, a lot of beauty industry professionals, I guess a lot of us don't pay much attention um, to that kind of thing. And I guess if, if a lot of us don't pay attention, like when we don't, like, if, like for instance, you and I are makeup artists and we work on film and television. So people who are maybe working on film and television or, you know, freelancers out there who may just be working you know, day jobs like with photographers, commercials, um, what have you, a lot of us are not affected by those type of things. But then there is some of us who go out and do the same things that, that we're doing or go out and do exactly what I just said, you know, freelancers who work commercials, work photographers, but then maybe on the weekends they do go into a salon. And so if that's the case, then they need to be concerned about that particular um, tax credit, Um, as well as if you are a salon um, owner or someone who works full-time in the salon environment, spas, nail salons, hair salons, you name it, um, it's really important for you guys to go out there and support that particular bill. Yes. Okay, so please make sure you go out there and support the FICA tax credit. Again, that's S.2634. Also, I wanted to mention, I'm excited, um, a hairstylist friend of ours on a show that we were working on, um, Ambitions for the OWN Network, said that she was going to um, submit her work uh, for NAHA. Not sure if she's a finalist or not, but we do have the um, we do have the information on the finalists. So I just kind of wanted to give you guys um, some information about that. So the 2020 finalists have been chosen, and let me just tell you what the um, categories are. Okay. Oh, and let me just tell you, just in case you don't know what NAHA, N-A-H-A is, it's the North American Hairstyling Awards, okay? And they have several categories. One is avant-garde. Um, then you have editorial session stylist of the year, hair color, hair cutting, men's hairstylist of the year, master hairstylist of the year, makeup artist of the year, 
Hairstylist of the Year, uh, Nail Professional of the Year, Newcomer Stylist of the Year, Salon or School Design of the Year, Student Hairstylist of the Year, Styling and Finishing, Team of the Year, and Texture. When I tell you in this competition, they go all the way out. It's, it's so much, some of the best work um, that you've ever seen. We also know a hairstylist who won this competition several um, times, um, Ann Bray, um, who we're currently working with, actually. Um, and she's been involved with this for years. So let me just um, give you some of the finalists. So let me start with Makeup Artist of the Year. So your 2020 finalist for Makeup Artist of the Year for Naha, and she's coming from Jacksonville, Florida, and that's Darna Barkina, again from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And she, in the work that she submitted, she did the hair and the makeup, and she took the pictures. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm just I'm just curious as you as you go through your list, just let me know if you noticed. I wonder if she uh submitted for both a, a makeup category and a hair category. Oh, okay. I'll remember you know the name I mean? and I'll check. Yeah, when we yeah. go through hair. But I do know that it could be like a could be like a new Newcomer of the Year for hair type category. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is a newcomer. <clears throat> yes, I'll okay. keep an eye out for that name. Um, uh, there is Marie LaRue. She's coming from Montreal. Um, Noel McKinnon from Massachusetts. And he also did hair in his, uh, in his work, submitted work. Kathy Nash from Wichita, Kansas, and she also did hair. You have Taja Pierre um, from Denver, Colorado, and that rounds up the makeup artist uh, finalist um, nominations. Let me go to hairstylist of the year and see who we have. Christopher Benson from Utah. You have Dilek Taylor and Joanne Gare did makeup for um, for him. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. Morgan Roy from Toronto. Silas Sang from um, Ottawa, Ontario. Then we have Julie Rasinga from London. And these, these finalists come from all over the world. Okay, all over the world. So is and that these are just the hair categories, correct? These are all hair. Uh, yes. Yes. And I'm I'm, I'm finding because you mentioned Joanne Gare doing the makeup for for one of the um, finalists, which I'm finding, you know, because I've never really read that before, heard that before, but I'm finding it finding it to be very interesting that, um, you know, these that these hair finalists can can have, you know. Anybody do the makeup for them in their in in the, well the thing is you never really focused on the the makeup when it was a hair category you mainly looked at the hair but to know that the, they're getting people to do the makeup is 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 pretty interesting especially Joan Gare I mean she's up there yeah. in like in the body painting world and so to have her yeah do the makeup for one of the you know for one of the hair finalist submissions that that's very interesting to me. I mean, great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> um, nail professional of the year. And I'm not going to do all the categories. I'm just going to do a, a few. But nail professional of the year, Wendy Barker from Utah. 
And just so you know, even in the nail category, when they submit their work, they have, um, some of them have, you know, hairstylists and makeup artists <laughs> who play a part in their submission. Right. Cassandra Clark from Texas. Kayla, Kayla Dees from Utah. Rochelle Dingman from San Jose, California, and she comes from the Sheer Fashion Salon. And she did the makeup in her submitted work. Delia Hutchinson from Cincinnati, Ohio. So those are the nail uh, finalists. And I can imagine how many people submitted for, uh, for these categories. Um, team of the year. Amon Gavers. Studio out of New York City. So um, that team, and when they say team, I'm assuming it's just the hairstyling team, um, which consists of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stylists. Christopher Benson Collective out of Utah. Now, Christopher Benson was a finalist in another category um, by himself. That I just read, but the Christopher Benson Collective in Utah has a team of one, two, three, four, four stylists. This, this, the, those four stylists are also hair colorists, and it also consists of an assistant, Hannah Lee, who was their wardrobe stylist in their submitted work. Um. RK Artistic Squad out of Lake Stevens, Washington. And they have a team of four hairstylists that submitted. And then Salon by InStyle Design. That particular team is from Plano, Texas. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stylists. And those same seven stylists are also hair colorists. The Ulta Beauty Design Team from Bolingbrook, Illinois. Oh, my gosh, they have several names um, submitted on their team. Amazing work. Um, and so that rounds out the team of the year. I keep saying one time I'm going to attend the, the finals because <laughs> I would just love to see um, – because I don't know what happens at the finals. I don't know if they present their work live or how the you know what goes down during the finals. Because these are just submitted um, photos that they submit, you know, and then they're chosen chosen as finalists. So I wonder mm-hmm. what happens after the finals. Because we never know. We just see. We just see the names, and sometimes they will show, they'll do like a Facebook Live when they're introducing the finalists and actually when they're actually uh, going through the final, the final period. So that'll be interesting. And I'm going to do one more, and that is Student Hairstylist of the Year. And that's Mackenzie Dean of the Aveda Institute, which is located in Denver, Colorado. Dorothy Green of the Aveda Institute in Columbus, Ohio. Matthew Lederbrand of the Aveda Institute in Los Angeles. Caitlin Rudy, Aveda Fredericks Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio. Bailey Stone, Aveda Institute in Des Moines, Iowa. 
And that rounds out the student of the year. It looks like Aveda is producing some great stylus. So we will uh, um, stay posted to uh, what's going on with the Naha competition um, and when they'll make their uh, final selection. And I'm trying to figure out when, because they normally have this during um, one of the big shows. So I'll keep you guys posted as to when the finalists will be announced and, um, you know, when they're going to actually give us more information on that. I will let you guys know. Actually, let me see. Because they can at least tell. Yes, that's what it is. So Saturday, January 25th, which is what I thought is going to be um, during the um, the ISSC. I forgot that they started to combine that now. Yes. So January, yeah, I forgot that. They normally have it two separate times of the year. Normally it's like, it's not like it was always like summer when the finalists, but I do remember that they actually, you could actually submit like really early in the year, and then you don't hear anything else about it until now, like when you hear the final. Yeah. And then, and right. then it'll be several months before the actual awards. So, but this year, this year, and I think last year as well, they combined Naha with ISSE. So it'll be January. So Saturday, January twenty fifth, um, is the you know, and again, Naha is the industry's most prestigious professional beauty competition. So um, it'll be live. So definitely, cool. if you if you um, haven't bought tickets, now is the time. It's going to take place at the Terrace Theater in Long Beach, California. Um, And they're saying that the red carpet starts at 6 and the awards start at 8 p.m. Now, normally, normally, normally Naha is in Vegas, right, at the Mandalay Bay? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's it, it's different now. So that's why it's kind of hard to keep up with because it's now, you know, during ISSE, which is a huge event. That's a whole huge event with its own, you know, with its own identity, you know what I mean? And it's right. so huge. You know, you were speaking about it a little earlier, but, you know, like I said, it has its own identity. So now that Naha is combined with it, it just makes for um, a great time, as you know, as always. But you know, like I said, it's hard for me to keep up with when Naha is. But I just have to remember that it's combined now, right? But of course, like right. always, like always, you can go to um, Professional Beauty um, Association online to get, uh, it's called probeauty.org, to get more information. Or you can call 1-800-310-7554 if you have, um, if you have questions. Okay? And, again, yeah. tickets are, you know, tickets are still available, so. Yeah. You can still now, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up a, a topic really quickly, and, and, Please don't take me the wrong way on what I have to say about this. But I was on Facebook, and, you know, there's tons of groups that, you know, people like to chat and talk makeup in, like In My Kit that's run by uh, Kevin James Bennett, and then there's Glossable um, that's run by uh, Sonia Roselli. And so, you know, there are a bunch of interesting topics that pop up. But sometimes things are just as simple. It's not really a topic, but just mainly, you know, questions. People are asking questions about products and, and things like that. And so this one young lady had a question about um, products. And she says, hello, everyone. What base product for skin prep is great to keep oil at bay for clients with oily skin type to help mattify? Preferably not a silicone primer, but more of a lotion maybe. And, of course, not, and of course non-comedogenic, please. Or if there's a process you can recommend. Thank you. 
So I heard a lot in this question. So she's basically asking for a primer that she can use on, on oily skin to mattify the skin, but she doesn't want it to be siliconed, you know, more of a lotion. And so it sounds like more of a, you know, traditional maybe skin skincare product lotion maybe. And, and she wants it to be non-comedogenic. So I feel like she she understands skin a little bit because she's asking for certain things. She's looking for something to prep the skin for an oily skin. She wants it to be non-comedogenic. She doesn't want it to clog pores. Um, you know, she doesn't want it to be silicone. She wants it to be more of a, like a more of a traditional moisturizer type of, 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 of a prep. So I feel like if she, if she understands that much about exactly what type of product she's looking for, it just sounds to me that she just doesn't know what that product is, like what brand or things like that. And just keep in mind that I know if you if somebody's if somebody's recommending a certain brand, then that makes your job easier. Like it makes your research a lot easier. Like you don't have to really go out there and dig around and research, you know, who makes a, a product like this. If someone can, you know, just jump on Facebook and just say, hey, this, you know, you should check out this product or you should check out this product. But I feel like we, as makeup artists and skincare people, we have to get away from being on Facebook, asking so many questions about, well, can anybody recommend this? Can anybody recommend that? Because the thing about it is this, they can recommend it, but in order to know if it fits your needs or in order to know if it's the product that's going to work best for you or your client, you still have to try it yourself. So I would love to see, like, you know, going forward in some of these groups, I would just love to see a little less of um, a little less of people asking about certain types of products. You know, can someone recommend something for this? Can someone recommend something for that? And get more into talking about, hey, I tried this product on such and such skin, and these are the results that I got. Did anyone have similar, you know, a similar, did anyone get similar results? Or you know, share your experiences with this with this product. I would love to see more of that than more of hey, can you can somebody recommend this? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like I I would love to see it where you've actually tried the product and you and you're and you're giving the type of skin that you used it on or the type of skin conditions that you used it on. So now you want to you now you're presenting the results that you received instead of instead of presenting the different skin type and, 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 and all of that and what ingredients you want in it and what ingredients you don't want in it. But you're, you're looking for somebody to say, hey, this product is everything that you're asking for. It's not that simple and it's not that easy. You really have to do your own research when it comes to something like that. But I just much rather see people say, hey, I found this product and I used it on this type of skin and this, these are the results that I got. To me, that's, to me that, that's more educational. That's giving you um, more of a review on the actual product than to just sit there and, and just try to get feedback on what products do what. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I understand, um, like you said, for those who are listening, don't take it the wrong way. Um, but I, I agree, especially for especially for artists who, who've been out there. Um, yeah. And when I say been out there, when I say been out there, I don't necessarily mean for years. I mean, but if, you, if you've been out there working, working um, and trying to work and, you know, for a year or two or something like that, I think at this point, because that's what, that's what we should as an artist learn to do is to start testing on the various right. clients, on the various on the various skin tones, um, and it and then you get to the point where, like you said, you can in your groups or what have you, you can say, I've tried this product, and this is on my client who has this skin or who has this issue with their skin, you know, kind of given that information more so than like you're saying, asking um, people's opinion or advice on what product they should use because. 
again, like you were saying, you know, I can I can give you some products that I know for sure would work on a certain skin tone or, or a certain issue that you're trying to address. But you don't know for sure until you've actually tried it. Because just because it worked on my client who had these issues or this skin type and you're you're saying that your client is in the same situation, but still you don't know until you've tried. Um, right. So again, I agree. I would love to see see it move away from that a little bit more and go more in the direction of artists trying things um, on their own. And and see that's and that's that's the problem also I have with artists who don't makeup artists who don't know anything about skin. You know, there's a lot of makeup artists out there, and all we want to do is play with with color, and we're not taking the time to learn skin. Because I think in every makeup artist's kit, we should have skin care, and not that right. one favorite, not that one favorite moisturizer that everybody talks about and everybody likes, and everybody uses on every different skin tone. But have a selection of skincare products that work for various skin types. Because that's another thing that that's another thing we have to move away from. We have to move away yeah. from just carrying one moisturizer. Yeah, we, and we using get away it from on that. everybody. Yeah, we got to get away from that um, for all skin type type products. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't mm-hmm. necessarily believe that there's one particular moisturizer for all skin types. I mean, if, 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 if you can't really afford to buy what you really want to buy, or if you can't find what it is that you're really looking for, but you know, you need a moisturizer by all means, grab it and use it. But I don't necessarily believe that one particular moisturizer is for all skin types. There's no way. Mm -hmm. How can you treat a dry skin with the same moisturizer as an oily skin? Somebody's getting cheated. Right. I agree. So. I totally agree. I don't know. So moving on to the next one. Also, um, I noticed on Glossable, Sonia Roselli was asking, in the spirit of giving, what tips can you offer new artists in the beauty industry? And I think that that's an easy one. I think that's something that <laughs> any makeup artist, especially veteran makeup artists, can can really should be able to come off the top of their head with some tips that they can give, um, you know, new artists in the beauty industry. And the, and the first thing that um, I will share is something that I've shared time and time again on the show is to study your craft. Whatever it is that you do, if you're a makeup artist, a hairstylist, an esthetician, a nail tech, whatever it is, study your craft. Um, Understand your craft. Understand what it is that you're doing and understand why you're doing it. Um, For instance, and I love to point this out, um, you know, we see a lot of makeup online, um, you know, and even even when when you're working with people side by side, you see a lot of uh, people do makeup the same way. It's the, you know, it's probably, uh, maybe I should call it the IG way. I don't know. But you have a lot of people who, you know, they don't necessarily look at the face of their clients or study their faces. They just go and they start painting. And it's the same, as I like to call it, paint by numbers look, where the high, same highlight, same contour on every particular face shape. Like nobody gets anything different because, this is how they paint, you know what I mean? And we have to stop doing that. We have to start really looking at the faces of the people that sit before us. And we have to decide what's necessary. You know, what do they really need? Do they need highlights on their foreheads when they have a huge forehead? No. It's only going to make it look even bigger. So you don't need highlight there. They have a huge forehead. You may want to focus on doing more contouring. So we have to really learn our craft and understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, 
I think having a good kit, and a good kit doesn't mean going out and buying all, you know, expensive brushes, expensive makeup. You know, buy what you can afford, but definitely have a nice range of uh, foundations. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, a nice blush palette to cover, uh, you know, all skin tones. Most skin tones would be nice. Um, a nice eyeshadow palette that you can do, um, you know, anybody's eyes with. Um, have a good balance of matte and shimmer in your eyeshadow palette, not just all shimmer, but have a good balance with, you know, some matte colors. Those are important, especially when you're doing brides and when you're doing film and TV stuff to really have, you know, a decent amount of matte colors. Um, definitely a good set of brushes, having a good set of brushes. And again, if you can't really afford expensive brushes, and not saying the expensive brushes are the best brushes, but don't go out there trying to buy expensive brushes when there are some brands that offer um, some really nice brushes at reasonable prices. You just sometimes you may have, if you don't know who they are or where they are, sometimes you just may have to do the research, you know? But some of these uh, makeup or beauty groups on Facebook, a lot of them have been through some of this stuff over and over and over, you know, over the years. So sometimes it's just a matter of going in and looking at some of the previous posts and you can see what people like, what they don't like as far as brushes are concerned. You know, you can do a Google search on makeup brushes. All the popular brands are going to come up, you know, and you just sometimes you may just have to buy a brush, go to a trade show and, and check things like that out, you know, touch and feel. That's the, that's the beauty of the trade shows. And most people, you know, they want to go and they want to buy all of this color, you know, all the color cosmetics. So you have to really go and, and pay attention to the brushes, you know, go to the booth. Touch and feel the brushes. The vendors want you to do that. Touch and, touch and feel the brushes. Ask questions about the thing. You know, if you have to, ask if you can if you can use the brush. You know, take a makeup palette there. Some of them should really have that stuff there instead of just having the brushes. They should have palettes and stuff there for you to try it with. If they don't, bring your own. Try using, you know, the make the eyeshadow brushes. Pick up the eyeshadow with it. The blood, Your blush and your powder, pick it up with the brushes and try it and see how you like it. That's the beauty of these trade shows is you have the products there, you know, test them out. What do you think? Right. Or what would you recommend I totally for agree. artists? I, well, I totally agree with what you said, but I would definitely recommend that new artists, and I'm, I'm sure they've heard this already, but that they would just practice, 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 and practice again. And I say that because, nothing beats it actually because until you get clients you still need to work on getting better as an artist so practice 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 and when I say that also if you can try to go out and get work you know as a freelancer at some of the cosmetic counters you know or go to Sephora or also you know go to some of those stores where you're able to play in makeup and do makeup on different skin tones, different age groups, um, because that's what, you, that's what you're going to need. You're going to need to know what to do with aging skin, what to, you know, what to do uh, or how to uh, do and match um, skin tones for all races, all skin tones. And you get that when you work at those counters. It's an experience that I will never forget, and I'm so very thankful that I had the opportunity um, to freelance with Bobby Brown for so so many years. But also, the retail experience is a very interesting experience. So, you know, some of you may not like selling and all that kind of thing, but at least it gives you the opportunity to – just to experience different personalities of people. You're going to get somebody to come in. You're going to do their makeup. They're really not going to like it much, but they're not going to say anything, um, you know, thank you very much and leave. They won't probably won't buy anything. Then you're going to get the ones who really love their makeup. Or then you're going to get the ones who ask you to do all these different things. Well, can you do this? Oh, I don't like, 
I don't like my line of this way. Can you do it this way? You're going to, you know, going to go through all those different things. And that's going to be very helpful because once you start working um, with individual clients, whether it's at their homes or, you know, at a particular location, or if you're working on a commercial or even a film and television set, you're going to meet all kinds of clients, all walks of life, all different skin tones, different personalities. Right. Some, are going to be, some are going to be nice. Some are not going to be not so nice. So you have to learn how to deal with all types of people. And the retail atmosphere is where you, to me, where you get the best, um, the best of all of that. So, again, I would say practice, practice, practice. Get your friends, your cousins, you know, your mom, you know, whoever to sit down, have them give you an hour, and just go for it. Practice, you know. Read. Read as, read as, many, as many books as you can. Um, just yes. so that you get familiar, you know, that you get familiar with, with um, you know, with the language of beauty, you know. Read, read, read. Yes. And really learn and really, really, really learn skin. So if you haven't gone to aesthetic school to get an aesthetics license and maybe you don't want to take the time to do it or don't have the time to do it, whatever the situation may be, please get some books, learn skin. You know, learn yes. whatever you can about skin because that's the first thing you're going to deal with before you even put makeup on. So True. that's something that I would, I would really say to newbies because I, th- I feel like that's going to go a long way throughout that, their career. You're going to forever be dealing with skin. You're going to forever be yeah. dealing with different skin tones, different people, different walks of life, different personalities, some nice, some not so nice, some picky, some some aren't picky. You know, you you get those clients who they just want makeup. They don't really care what you do. You can get some ones who are going to tell you how to do it from the time they sit in the chair to the time they get out and look in the mirror. They're going to be still telling you what to do to your makeup. So you just have to, you know, you just have to get used to that. And I say, when I say practice, 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 you should be taking all of that into consideration. Right. And it's, and I like what you said about reading. And there's so much information to be found in books. There really are so much information to be found in books. Those people who write books have researched and researched the topics that they write about. So there's so much information in a book. And, and, um, I also wanted to say that I think that also one of the best tips I could probably give a new a newbie is to invest in education, invest in your career, mm-hmm. invest in yourself. And if if there if people are offering classes, take classes. You know, but but let me just give you this word of advice. Don't just take classes from anybody. Take classes from people who um who really know who really know the craft and who um, who've been you know people who've been working in the industry for a long time like like you know today's graduate from makeup school in my opinion shouldn't be the person that you're taking a class from tomorrow like they just learned I'm not saying they can't teach you anything but the thing is they haven't experienced anything as far as work is concerned. And that's who you really want to learn from, people who, have, who not only have the knowledge, whether it's, whether it's the book knowledge from being in school or whether, it's the, whether they taught themselves and, and took classes along the way, but also the person who, who, um, who not only got that practical knowledge, but people who are actually out there working and experiencing different stuff, you know, on the, on the job. Like the, the on-the-job experiences are so important, and those are people who can really teach you about your craft. And I think it's so important right. that when, you, when you're taking classes that you research who these people are that you're taking classes from. Now, you know, it's up to you to decide really who you want to take a class from. But if you decide to take a class from somebody who just graduated from makeup school and you're disappointed afterwards, then that's on you. 
but I'm sure I'm trying to tell you the some of the best advice I can give you is to research the people who are teaching these classes and who are offering these classes and you should be t- thinking of taking classes from people who who've been in the business for a while and who you know who've really experienced what it is that you're trying to learn and I'm not saying you're not going to be I'm not saying you're going to be happy with the classes they teach but I feel like you know if if you've got people out there who are really trying to educate um, then you'll you'll learn something from some of them. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And the very last thing that I had, um, and this is really not maybe not much of a topic for real discussion, but it was just something that I saw that I thought was interesting when I saw some of the comments. If there was only one cosmetic brand left on earth, if there was only one cosmetic brand left on earth for you, what would that be? Skincare brand also. Mm-hmm. And so I saw more, I didn't see so much responses on the skincare, but I saw a lot of responses for the, the cosmetic brand. And I wasn't shocked when I saw um, the responses because most people said MAC Cosmetics. And I find it very mm-hmm. interesting that people said MAC Cosmetics when you have all of these people, especially when you go to the trade shows, they're running for Morphe. They're running for Inglot. I'm trying to think of all the, you know, of course, Makeup Forever was the first brand that started with the long lines, you know. And the crazy mm-hmm. part about Makeup Forever is they've been around for years. Um, but, you know, you have, you have Kat Von D. Um, you know, you used to just have all these long lines for some of these brands, Line Crime, um, you name it. People used to run after think, all of these brands, and but but, but I think to, people to have people to have people say Mac that speaks volumes to the brand itself. Because if you yeah, think about think it, long before long, yeah, but long before you know people started coming out with with a, a you know a color range for to to you know to include women of color, Mac has always been that brand. Mac is always and Bobby Brown as well. Mac has always been that brand. They've always had shades for women of color. Um, you know, they've always been that brand that you could always, you know, rely on. And so it was interesting to see that most people said if there was only one left, they would they would prefer Mac. Yeah. I just think people want to go with a sure thing. Um, you know, I mean if you have yeah. all these things to choose from, you know, I mean, because there's some great ones out there that offer this or that offer that, or um, I just think Mac goes from A to Z with product range and color range. And I think, you know, like you said, if there was one left, you you know for sure people are very familiar with Mac and and what they have versus um, some of the other brands. Some of the other brands they may even like better, but they know what they can get with Mac. So absolutely. So I, and, I and totally I think it's, it's good, it's, but it's it's good that there's a brand out there that people can that they feel like they can depend on that brand out there that they feel like is a sure thing that you know what I mean that if all else fails yeah. when I when I finish playing with all these other jokers around I know I can always go back to Matt you know mm-hmm. yep absolutely well we have run out of time actually. Um, uh, we are going to say good night right here, but thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out next Sunday night. We'll be back to end the year off. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We are Beauty Talk Online. On Twitter, we are Beauty underscore Talk. And on Instagram, we are Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. Again, <clears throat> next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be back. Um, for those of you who uh, are interested in the beauty talk, um, not the beauty talk, but the definition of beauty campaign, please get your uh, your post in, your pictures in, your definitions of beauty in, um, because we are coming close to beginning to get ready to post everything. So make sure you send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. And we'd like to say thank you again for your support. Have a wonderful evening. Have a Merry Christmas and have a wonderful week. Good night, everybody. Good night.